So why is it good to have a strong foundation? You need a, a strong foundation to support whatever it is that you're standing on or whatever it is that you're believing. You know, just like you for your house, you want a strong foundation for your house. If you don't have a strong fa- foundation, your house could be tilted sideways. You know, it could be a crack and the house come tumbling down. So you need a strong foundation for that and you need one for you for faith. And, and Jesus talks about foundation in Luke 6, 46 through 49. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about comparing foundations. What is a strong foundation? Right. And he covers that. Yeah. In Luke six forty eight, he says, he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. And right. So a strong foundation is founded on a rock. And what he says in 47, he says that he who comes to me and hear my sayings and do them, he is one that has a sure foundation, has a strong foundation. And so you can imagine what it's like for somebody that does not have a strong foundation, mm-hmm. that doesn't do what he says to do. Their foundation is built on earth. And so whatever they build on, when the storms come, it comes crashing down. Right. So we have this comparison between what is a strong foundation and what is a weak foundation. Exactly. So when we come to him and we hear what he says and do it, mm-hmm then we are sure that we have a strong foundation. So we'll be talking about what is it that gets us to a place where we're founded on that strong foundation. And God has given us everything for a strong foundation. Jesus Christ, the rock. Amen. You know, we talked about several, several episodes about people turning away from their faith, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's so important because there's some things that we are drawn to the faith, you know, mm-hmm. very important right? to know why we are drawn to the faith. Uh, was it pressure from a, a spouse or uh, peer pressure? Uh, was it fear? Parental uh, pressure. Parental pressure. You know, you just want to fit in. I know when, when I was young, I wanted to get baptized just so that I can drink the uh, communion and eat the crackers. Sorry. I know you think that was Very, greed. That was his stomach. <laughs> I was a glutton, yes. But still in all, that was my reasoning for warning the the um, communion. Yes. Was because I can't get the communion unless I do baptize in the name of Jesus, right? All those things. But that was my reasoning. Right. So what was the reasonings why people come to faith? The Bible says in Romans 1, 16, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jews first, then, then Gentiles. The Gentiles. Right. So right. this gospel is the foundation. It is for everybody, but we need to know what, why. why, what is the gospel and its strengths and its power? What is the gospel that can keep us when we're in a storm or we're not feeling well or the enemy's coming against us? What is this gospel that has so much power, mm-hmm. so much strength that it can sustain us and save us unto the day of Christ's return? Right. So if we look in um, Romans 3.23, it tells us, for all have sinned 
and fall short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned. Right. I mean, from, and of course we know where that came from. It came from back in the garden, Adam. Yeah, I know. Every time it's time to talk about the gospel, I want to go all the way back to day one. Oh, it's Adam's fault. You know, <laughs> just, just go all the way back there. Yeah. Which is a long process, you know, if, and if you want to know, you can just email us. But what impact was that on humanity? I mean, if, if one person sinned, why does it fall on everybody? Well, I look at it, you know, I used to think, man, that's not, that's not fair. If Adam sinned, then why does it have to fall on us? Why are we um, being charged with, with what he did? But then I thought, you know, if you look at um, like thoroughbred people who who know about horses and they know about that pure bloodline or, you know, you want a pure breed dog, you know, they, they have the, the blue blood, the, the royal blood. And, and Adam had he had that he had that pure bloodline. And so any children that would have been born to him and Eve after that would have had that pure bloodline. But. Adam allowed a mixture to come in there to mix with that pure blood. And so any one, any children born after that will have a mixed bloodline. They're, they're no longer pure. So that's why that sin, Adam's sin passed on to everybody else because the bloodline was no longer pure. So, you know, we can, you know, people could say, uh, well, why, 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 why I got to, pay for somebody else's mess up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we can focus on that so much. It is what it is. Man mm-hmm. f- fell, man f- sinned and sin came onto all the world. Right. But you have to realize this, God understands. Right. Let me, if one man through one man's sin fell onto everybody, mm-hmm. let me take one man's righteousness. So righteousness can fall on everybody. That's right. And that comes from a decision and choice. So when you understand this foundational truth, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, you can understand why and why Jesus Christ had to die. But there's a penalty for that sin. Right. And the penalty for the sin, of course, that could be found in Romans 6.23. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So although, you know, we inherited this, this uh, sin from Adam, God, like you said, he fixed it. He, he, he reversed, he reversed that curse. And through Jesus Christ, Jesus makes us all righteous through him. So somebody had to pay the price for that sin. Yeah. It was a crime. And with all crimes, there has to be a judgment. There has to be a, a verdict. That crime has to be paid for. And so when we look at this and when we understand the fact that all have sinned and mm-hmm. then we had to pay, somebody had to pay the price for that sin. Yeah. God says, okay, because through one man sin hit everybody, let me put through one man that people can get free from that from verdict, that, from that mm-hmm. crime. And so this is the love of the gospel. When we, when you hear the gospel, it is truly good news. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not pointing to sin, 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 sin. It's saying, I've come to redeem you from that sin. Yeah, we talked about last time with the redeem. Exactly. So the wages of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, which is he paid through Christ Jesus, right? So Christ paid the penalty 
for something that we we were guilty of. Exactly. And we couldn't we couldn't afford to pay it. So then he has he because of that, because of that, that uh, that penalty, it says that. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. And so Christ, he paid the penalty for the sin. Right. God demonstrated his own love. Yeah. I mean, because of of that, that appointment, God said, well, let me change the appointment. If people will accept my salvation of my, my, my death, burial, resurrection, then accept this appointment, then it comes down to they have accept the payment in which I did. And what's wonderful about this is that God, God has said, even while we were in sinners, Christ died for us. So it, it wasn't about us smoothing up, cleaning up, right. you know, getting right that he did it. Right. He did it because before that happened. And one of the reasons why he did it before that happened is the fact that he wanted our justification, our redemption, our righteousness to fall on him on and him. only him. Yeah. So there's nothing that we can do, nothing that we can say that that allows us to say, I'm getting into heaven because of my own works right, to claim anything. Exactly. So we have it where Ephesians 2, 8, 9 describes that really well. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast or yeah. anyone should boast. And that goes to show you that what God set up and what God arranged, the, 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 the payment method is that. You have to accept Christ and Christ is the one that lets you get into that place where God desires for you to be. Mm-hmm. There is nothing you can do because if you do, if, if man could do it, if man could get that God without Christ, Christ labored in vain. He died in vain. Yeah. And, and that's not the case. We have to realize that there is no work that we can do. There's no great deed that we can do to allow us to enter into heaven in a place with God. Yeah. Jesus says, I am the way the truth and the life. Yeah. No man can come to the father, but by me. Right. And it's like you, um, you said in the, in our last episode, when we were talking about um, the citizenship, we talked about the center, the, the central focus in the kingdom of God was Jesus. It was selflessness mm. and Jesus Christ. Right. That's the central focus in the kingdom of God. And if we could rely on our works to get us to heaven, then the focus would not be on Jesus Christ. Correct. Like you said, it, he would have died in vain and we would have kind of like the same, I think some of the same things that we have right now is like, oh yeah, well, my works are better than yours. So I'm going to be higher in heaven than you. We'd still have some of the same selfishness going on. Amen. Amen. And Titus, it says that Titus three, four, four through five, but when the kindness of the love of God our savior. Now, mm-hmm. let me just stop those two words right there. Yeah. Those two words are beautiful words. Even repent is a beautiful word. It's saying, stop, you're heading in, in a dangerous place. Turn around, come my way and let's get out of this. I want to bring you to safety. You know, I want to love on you more and more. So just look at those words. But when the kindness and the love of God, our savior toward man's appeared, and this is in Christ Jesus, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, 
but according to his mercy, he saved us. And it goes on through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. And so there's this process we go through once we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. So you can see all these are di different blocks that we must stand upon in order to stay true to the faith. The gospel is our strength. It is our foundation. Right. And if you know these things, if you really realize these things and understand these things, mm -hmm. then you can be unmovable, yeah. unshaken, always abounding right. in the work right. of the Lord. Right. Because it's not what you have done. Exactly. But it's what Christ, Christ has, has done. done and what he has done is eternal. What we do is temporary, but what he does is, etern is eternal. Grab hold of the one that overcame the world. Mm -hmm. And he says, when we grab hold of the one that overcame the world, that means that we are overcomers of the world. Yeah. So these are the things that we need to stand upon. We cannot be being tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine or wind of mm -hmm. doctrine. Um, we'd be unstable in all our ways. What we need to do is stand firm on the rock and what we believe. Right. We need to know God. We need to know his love. We need to know what he went mm -hmm. through for us to enter into a fellowship with him for all eternity. Right. We serve a powerful, amazing, Amen. Um, amazing God That's right. that loves us so deeply that he'll go to this extreme mm -hmm. so that we can be with him. Right, right. And it, it has to be your faith. It can't be your wife's faith, your husband's faith, your friend's faith, your parents' faith. It has to be your faith, your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, it's good that we have teachers and we have, you know, people that, that are going to, that uh, mentor us or pour into our lives, right. but it's up to us to establish that relationship. God's already, already established a relationship with us. But it's up, up to us to come to him and, and seek him and want him more and more. Um, and when we do that, he's going to show himself to us right. so that our faith will be unshakable. Amen. You know, so we've come to this place where um, we know we are sinners. And that's where the repentant thing comes. We know we are sinners, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then we know that because there's a penalty, there's a crime we have to pay that pay that penalty, that sin yeah, has, has to be paid yeah. and either we do it or, or we allow him and what he did mm -hmm. to, to be the payment for that sin. And so Christ is that payment. If we receive that. So we understand these things. We come to the next place is that there's, it's not be done by works. Right. It cannot be done by works. There's nothing that we can do to get us into heaven. To save us. To nothing. save us. Nothing. 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 We, we don't have the ability nor the power. We are sinners and he was sinless. Right. So that's what made him a justifiable uh, sacrifice for us mm. is because he knew no sin yeah. and he died for us. Yeah. He, he didn't die for himself because he was sinless. He died for us. He placed all the sin that we, we would do past, present, and future on himself. Yeah. And he died and nailed it to the cross. That's right. And when we receive him as Lord and Savior, we say, thank you Amen. for paying a debt in full. Amen. And so we went from salvation to works. We received Christ. And so we're at that place where we're receiving him. Mm -hmm. Right. It talks about uh, after we understand these things and we repent and we realize the kingdom of God is not by our hands or by our works. It's by what Jesus Christ did then we must receive him. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we come to the place where 
you should have a strong foundation because you know all those things. And then you say, I want Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, so in John, if we look at John the chapter one, verse 12, it says, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. That makes us sons of God. I mean, and we can receive that in confidence because that's what he says. And, and he's not like man that he should lie. I mean, just the depths of this. You know, really, I want you to understand this is a God that created heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. All that we see, all we behold, he created, he crafted. And things that we don't even know of that exist, he knows where they exist at. He knows what's going on. He knows what's happening. He knows death, life. He knows all these things. David says this beautifully. What is man that you're so mindful of us that you would go through this extreme to bring us back to you? And so it says that we become children. We become his his offsprings. We become children that he says, you have the right to call me Abba, Father. And so to me, the gospel you can see is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful gift to receive. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. You got Christmas gifts coming yeah. in. Left. You got those, what they call them, re-gifts? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. re-gifting. Re-gifting. <laughs> there is no possible way that I'm going to re-gift Jesus. Yeah, amen. Because amen. <laughs> that's a gift. He's mine. No, it's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but I'm keeping mine and I'm yeah. giving some of him. He, yeah. He's big enough yeah. to go around. That's right. To get your own. So you have all these things and, and and one of the things that really gets us waving, tossing to and fro is the fact that do we know for sure? Mm-hmm. Do we, how can we be sure that we have this salvation that Jesus has died for and that God says we have? First of all, because he said it. Yeah. If you believe in him, mm-hmm. then you should believe that he is a, he's a God of his word. Right. He's not like man that he should lie. Exactly. Exactly. So you can be assured of the salvation that Jesus has given you. And first John five thirteen, it says, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. And in John five twenty four, it says, most assuredly, I say unto you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. So we want just to put it out there and pray. If you don't know him, please, I hope these things are impacting your heart and you just declare with all your might and say, God, I am a sinner. Change Mm -hmm. my life. Let me go into the direction of Jesus Christ and let me, Father God, allow him to lead my life. Yeah. If you, if you're confused, you know, as to where you stand with God, this tells you that you can be sure of where you stand with him because it's not by anything that you can do. It's all on him. It is a free gift. He's handing it to you. And all you have to do is accept that gift. Everything is is there for you. All you have to do is accept that gift of salvation. And it's yours. Amen. Just receive it. In John 6, 44, Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. He also says in John 6, 65, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. I remember when I was drawn, are you being drawn? 
Come to Christ. Let him be your sure foundation. We love you. God bless. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need to contact us for any reason, if you need prayer or anything, please send us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com.